Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development and sometimes my entire night is doing podcasts. Today's episode is Bullpen Day because in two of the games is a bullpen day. Now, why is it a bullpen day? Check the calendar. It's August 1st. And, 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 it's a Sunday, which means tomorrow is Monday, August 2nd. Teams have a tendency. It's not complete. It's not a case of, oh, well, there was that one time that this other thing. In general, teams like to have plans for players. Plans for players. And sometimes they like to promote players at the start of a month. Not always, not every time, but sometimes, yeah. I use Tennessee, for example. Caleb, oh my goodness, I'm going to drop his name. Caleb Killian. Caleb Killian, acquired in the Chris Bryant trade, showed up in Tennessee today on the roster. Caleb Killian on roster in Tennessee. And I was thinking, hey, 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 they are going to start Caleb Killian. No, they didn't start Caleb Killian today. Caleb Killian did not start today, but he was in town. He's ready to go. He's good to go. He will get used to the catchers. And probably on Tuesday or Wednesday, he very well might pitch for the Tennessee Smokies, which is all cool and awesome. But he wasn't going to pitch today. Today, let's see. A bunch of the players from AAA were with the Major League Club. A bunch of AA players then were with the AAA Club. And there were a whole bunch of... We don't really have a proper bench. The last two nights, Tennessee has had three bench bats. Three bench bats. Usually you have four or five. They had three. Today... Brennan Davis was on the bench. I kind of really get the impression they didn't want to use him. Whether there's going to be a call-up, whether there's not going to be a call-up, they really didn't want to play him. Take today. Take Monday. Tuesday, you'll be playing somewhere, wherever it is. Did take a hit off the wrist on Friday, on Saturday night, so that might have had a little tiny bit to do with it. But generally, it was probably you're not going to play today. So, Tennessee Smokies. Down to two bench bats. Davis wasn't going to play. One of them was a catcher. Uh, so yeah, today was a whole bunch of, well, we don't exactly have the right people that we want to play. We just don't. So what we're going to do, we're going to start a reliever. Then we're going to bring in another reliever. Then we're going to bring in another reliever. Then we're going to bring in another reliever. And we'll try to get through the game. So of the four full season games, two of them were bullpen games and let me see let me see there was no sort of rhyme or reason to anything in any of the games regarding score being there were no trends there were absolutely no trends i guess except that they were close the games were close 
No game was separated by more than two runs. There was a two-run game, a two-run game, a two-run game, and a one-run game. One of the bullpen games was a pitcher's duel. One of the bullpen games was, yeah, not really a pitcher's duel. But uh, today, the Myrtle Beach game came on last. I had a whole bunch of stuff I had to mentally sift through. You ever had a situation where you have to mentally sift through stuff? Whole bunch hits you all at once. Like, okay, I got to stop now. I got to stop now. There's a whole bunch of stuff. And I've got to sort it out mentally. That's where I was today. Absolutely had to sort some things out mentally. And did a fairly decent job, perhaps. Maybe not. But um, let's go through the games. And needless to say, South Bend. I will take a bit of time there because I focused on that one. Uh, Adrian Sampson started for Iowa. Adrian Sampson, if you hear someone in your conversations, why don't the Cubs call up a better starting pitcher than this from AAA? Why don't they call up a better pitcher than this from AAA? Well, there's two realistic pathways you can go. The first one, which is what I would recommend, well, how many iCubs games have you listened to this year or watched? Because if you haven't watched an iCubs game this year, how do you know what they would be calling up? That would that would seem to me, you know, if you're actually listening to or watching iCubs games, then you'd probably have a reasonably decent idea what could for instance, if Jake Arietta were to no longer be one of the rotation starters for whatever reason, who would replace him? Well, there has to be somebody. Well, what what specific person? Well, there has no which specific person. If someone is grumbling about they have to have somebody better in AAA, how many games from how many iCubs games have you listened to? Listen to the games, even if you're not going to watch. That are on Marquee Sportsnet, because Alex Cohen and Elise Meneker are fabulous to listen to. Fantastic. Um. Listen to games, you start to grasp these names that I mention in a podcast start to resonate with you if you've actually heard the player pitch. Adrian Sampson is the best starting pitcher the Iowa Cubs have. Adrian Sampson is a better starting pitcher, I think, than Corey Abbott, who is on the 40-man roster. I would not do away with Corey Abbott. Unless or until something better comes along. But Adrian Sampson seems like if something were to happen. Injury. Adbert Elzele getting shut down for the rest of the season, which I think would not be a terrible idea at some point. Let him start once or twice more than shut him down. Adrian Sampson is a, is a guy that should get called up if there is a 40-man roster spot. Why? He's actually pitched well in Iowa the last number of times, more so than the other guys. Adrian Sampson, today, six innings, six hits, two walks, one strikeout, gave up a run, and pitched really well. Juan Gomez 
Ryan Lawler and Ryan Meisinger took the last three innings. Gomez was touched for a run. The offense, unfortunately, was not. The offense was not, did not, and had not. Trace Thompson had a single and two walks. The I-Cubs lost two to nothing. Not a whole lot there to take away, except, well, maybe the I-Cubs could use a little bit of offensive percolating. And Adrian Sampson is the best starter for the I-Cubs. Let's go to Tennessee, where we had one of those bullpen games. Wyatt Short started three innings pitched. No hits, no runs. Short has been completely off and on this year. He's a reliever. Today he started. He was fantastic. How, you know, really, how are you going to beat three hits, uh, three innings, no hits, no runs? How are you going to beat that? I really don't know. Uh, offensively, Carlos Sepulveda, a hit, an RBI, and three walks. Darius Hill, a leadoff home run in the first inning, scored twice, in part due to four walks. Uh, let's see, Delvin Zinn up in double A for his second game, three for four. Tim Susnara, two for two with an RBI. As it was a bullpen game, the game went to the bullpen, and at the back end, it was a close game. Tomorrow off, you might as well use your best relievers. Ethan Roberts took the ninth. Kane Eckert, uh, Ethan Roberts took the eighth. Kane Eckert took the ninth. Neither allowed a run. Tennessee wins three to two in a pitcher's duel involving a bullpen game. South Bend was a bullpen game as well. <sighs> Dalton Stomboss started. Jeremy Depperman was the first pitcher out of the bullpen. I'll put this in this fashion. Neither one will probably want to um, snip the highlights from this reel onto their... Uh, season-ending video. It was not a good game for most of the pitchers. Eduarniel Nunez and Burl Caraway both escaped without giving up runs. That was notable. Uh, <laughs> Quad City and Rockford probably have similar weather. It wasn't windy in Rockford when I was outside. Perhaps it was gusting out to center in Quad City, but both teams were absolutely mashing the ball. Both teams were going with bullpen days. Hmm, maybe this had something to do with it. Okay, the reason, 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 reason I wanted to follow the South Bend game over any other game today, the second hitter in the lineup in right field, Alexander Canario. Canario was two for five. Scored a run, drove in a run. He sounded like he belongs at the upper A level, at the high A level. They, I have concerns with Canario. Um, I think I've mentioned him before. He has a swing plane, which is really impressive if the ball is right there. But if the ball is not right there, 
He's going to have a bunch of swing and miss. But today, he was two for five. I'm not going to complain at all. He belongs in South Bend. He will have some horrible games. He will have some decent games. And when he times things up, he'll be fine. The betting coach, the hitting coach, will probably have some work to do. And it's got to be a bit difficult to, okay, I want you to go out and play today and have fun and learn stuff, but I got to get that swing worked on. But it's not going to be today. So, uh, Canario, there's some stuff there. There's some good stuff there. He may be useful. It might not be this week. It might not be this month. It might not be this year. But there's some stuff there. And Canario, hopefully they can get some developing done. Because I, I kind of like what I'm seeing. Tyler Derna, the first baseman who, let me see. Do I want to say he should be in Tennessee next week? Yeah, I think I want to say he should be in first in the first baseman in Tennessee next week because um, he's been better enough at South Bend. He should be the first baseman there. What that means is, well, I'll get to that in a second. Derna, two for three, three runs scored, one RBI, two walks. He's not an ideal first baseman at the advanced A level. He will not be an ideal first baseman at the double A level, but he's got to get to double A. He's got to get to double A. If he hits at double A, then he's a threat. If he absolutely completely pancakes at double A, that's information as well. He should probably do at least fairly well at double A. And speaking of doing fairly well, Nelson Velazquez, two for five with a home run, drove in two. Dude's a brick house when he hits the ball. Uh, Bryce Ball. He's not a first baseman long term. I'm just saying he's not a brilliant defender. He's possibly a capable defender. But realistically, the Cubs traded for him. He should be playing first base almost every day. Will that possibly cost South Bend some errors or some throws that aren't quite properly uh, pulled out of first base? On th yeah, that'll probably happen. That will probably happen. But Bryce Ball is who he is, and the goal with player development is to upgrade what's fixable and things that need to get adjusted a little tiny bit so that they're acceptable, do that as well. Right? Bryce Ball should be a first baseman. He should not be a pure DH. When Tyler Derna is around, Bryce Ball is largely a DH because Derna's going to play every day, and Derna's a better first baseman than Bryce Ball. Derna belongs in double A. Bryce Ball belongs as the first baseman for South Bend for the last two months. And hey, what the heck? Let's see what he does. Dean Navarez, a very, 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 very recent sign, two for three today, run scored, two RBIs. I think it was Navarez who had the double that Bryce Ball scored on from first. Now, I do a lot of playing, well, I haven't played Stratomatic Baseball in, a, in 
in a while. I'll say a year. I have my league. I love my league. I love my Stratomatic. It's it's a really fun game to get going. But during during the baseball season, I'm occupado. One of the things with Stratomatic is they have base running levels for the players. The levels can go from 10 to, I think 18 is the high. Don't think they have 19s, and I don't think they have 20s. I think it's 10 to 18, but if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. So uh, pitchers and other really slow players are 10s. Some pitchers are actually good at base running and are 12s, 13s, or 14s. You get your normal outfielder, yeah, 14, 15. Big, slow first baseman, probably uh, 11 or 12. Catcher, 10 or an 11. Maybe you get a really fast catcher who can be a 13 or a 14. But after a while, you get it, once you get used to the stratomatic assessments of players, and once you know players, it's like, uh, Ryan Sandberg, 17. Something like that. You know, very, very good, very up there, but not entirely elite. Bryce Ball scored from second on a double by Dean Navarez today. To me, that says Bryce Hall or Bryce Ball is an eleven running the bases. He just sounded like an eleven. Uh, you know, the as for, uh, where the ball was hit to, two outs. He scored. It was kind of a close play, but he did make the Bryce Ball. He's an eleven. That that that's his speed. He's not fast. He's not fast, but he should he should definitely be playing. The uh, South Bend led 12 to 11, going to the bottom of the ninth. Base runner, base runner, home run game over 14 to 12. Quad City wins. And if you were in a major league game, you would be absolutely crestfallen because how did we scrub it? Uh, uh, but with a minor league game, it's like, oh, we lost. Okay, whatever. Game Next game Tuesday. Bring it. Myrtle Beach did not have a bullpen game. Manuel Espinoza, right before I left, because I had some stuff I had to do and I had some mental sorting to do, Manuel Espinosa had pitched three no-hit, no-run innings. By the time I get back, I look. Five innings pitched, four hits, three runs, seven strikeouts, two home runs. That's a fairly Manuel Espinosa outing. I don't know what he's going to eventually be, become, turn into, morph into, become long-term. He's been a useful enough starter at Myrtle, Be Myrtle Beach. He's gone out every game. That's been really helpful. And... uh We'll see how far he keeps going. But no, he, he's done fairly well. He hasn't been the problem at Myrtle Beach. Um, Jordan Wogu, one for two, two walks. Somebody online today. Uh, <laughs> as draft week progressed, as draft week progressed, when I would get a little bit tense over the Cubs, not having made enough trades for me yet in that time period, I would tend to use the word cowards once in a while. Make a trade, you cowards! Not specifically at 
Jed Hoyer, not specifically at Tom Ricketts or any. Just make a trade, you cowards. Cowards became my word for the week. Well, today someone was commenting on Jordan Wogu. One for two today, two walks. I haven't run the numbers on what his OPS is over the last 15 days or the last 30 days. I should probably do that because I have a three up, three down. I should be finishing, and Jordan Wogu has been doing quite well. I should probably know how well he's been doing, but he, but I don't. Someone was, excuse me for that yawn. I needed it. Um, someone was commenting, Jordan Wogu belongs in South Bend. Get Jordan Wogu to South Bend, you cowards. Yes! Well played. Speaking of players who have been doing really well in the recent time period, Kevin Made had been slumping, 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 slumping. Now all of a sudden he's turned it around. He had a two-hit earlier this series. He was three for four today with three RBIs. He's starting to do things. Matt Mervis had three RBIs, one for four. He's one of those guys who, between Matt Mervis and Matt Workington, big first baseman at the low A level who had been playing low A level first base and DH because really Myrtle Beach had a whole bunch of players who were not hitting for the season. They just were not hitting early on. Um, Mervis came in, he was a post-draft signing in 2020. Warkington was signed out of Indie Ball. Both of them have hit a little bit, mainly for power, but um, as players start getting added, possibly Tuesday, uh, Matt Mervis and Matt Workington may no longer be particularly necessary at the Myrtle Beach level. Uh, we'll have to see what ends up happening. But Mervis and Workington have both been doing quite well recently. It possibly might be a case of too little too late. Because, after all, as I've already said, Rice Ball is in South Bend. Tyler Derna is in South Bend. And they're both better than Matt Mervis and Matt Workington. So, do the math. It may be that either Mervis or Workington within the next two or three weeks, might be no longer on in the organization because the organization is only allowed to have 188 players anymore. And the Cubs are about to add like 8 or 10 or 12 guys from the draft to the organization. Somebody's got to go. Um, by Tuesday, there will be players at new levels. I don't know who. I don't know where. I don't know what. I really, really, really do not know. However... Iowa is playing short-staffed. Tennessee is playing short-staffed. Tennessee is playing short-staffed offensively and pitching-wise. So, it would really make a lot of sense. Tennessee gets some of the pitchers. Well, let, let's adjust that. Let's adjust that a little bit further. The I-Cubs should be getting more pitchers from Tennessee that are ready to contribute because Manny Rodriguez is gone, because Michael Rucker is gone. The I-Cubs are going to need pitchers to start filling in.
two names from Tennessee that should be filling in rather soon in Iowa, pitched effectively today, Ethan Roberts and Kane Eckert both belong in Iowa, period. Next up, since those two very well might be in Tennessee, you're going to need to call up some players from South Bend to Myrtle Beach. I haven't quite figured that one out yet. I really haven't quite figured that one out yet. Um, I was looking forward to Derek Casey getting called up to double A. Derek Casey is done for the year. He is getting Tommy John surgery. So not only does that mean Tennessee will not be getting Derek Casey, South Bend won't be using him either, and South Bend needs another pitcher or two. So there's going to be some shuffling offensively, defensively. Where's Christian Franklin going to play? Where is Liam Spence going to play? Where is Jordan Wicks going to pitch? If so, where? The entire draft class. Parker Shavers probably belongs in Myrtle Beach fri uh, on Friday. Parker Shavers will probably be in Myrtle Beach. So, if Parker Shavers is in Myrtle Beach, he's stealing at-bats from... Well, is Jordan Wogu going to lose at-bats to him? I doubt it. Somebody's going to lose some at-bats. Well, one way to keep getting at-bats for Jordan Wogu is by moving him up. So, if you're going to move up Jordan Wogu... To South Bend, is he going to lose at bats to, let's say, uh, DJ Artis? Well, I guess the Cubs could move DJ Artis back up from South Bend to Tennessee. See how it all works? The right player at the right spot at the right time. Because you want all of the players who are supposed to be getting at bats to be getting at bats, and the players who are basically the reserves are supposed to get at-bats when those players take days off. The regulars get five or six starts a week. The backups get three or four starts a week. If, when the backups are getting their three or four starts a week, they are clubbing the ball, and the manager says, you know what, I'm going to have to get this guy some more playing time, then you shuffle things around a bit, and maybe you promote somebody else. One thing I will say with a reasonable degree of certainty. Since Pablo Aliendo is from Venezuela, and since two of the Myrtle Beach players, pitchers, are from Venezuela, I'm a-guessing Pablo Aliendo will stay in Myrtle Beach. Beyond that, I got no idea. There's going to be some players getting promoted. It's like, oh, okay, I hadn't really thought of that one. Well, that's kind of interesting. And, um, we'll just see. And probably some players will get released as well because you're only allowed 180, and if the Cubs are adding 10 or 12 draft picks to the rosters, and they were already at about 180, somebody's got to go. So uh, Cubs lost 3 of 4, but nonetheless... Sunday was actually a rather good day in the pipeline. I'm not trying to sound like, um, yeah, not even thinking of his name now. Horrible. The brain's shutting down. It's terrible. The synapses are yards apart. Um, 
Oh, well, I'll think of it when I finish the podcast. But yeah, uh, in the major leagues, if the Cubs lose, everything is horrible. Everybody's depressed. Everybody's in a horrible mood every, because they lost. And the Cubs lost three or four in the pipeline. Hey, it's fine. Adrian Sampson probably belongs in the major leagues at some point this year. South Bend, really nice outings from Bryce Ball, Alexander Canario. Nice to have some sort of an idea what Canario sounds like, looks like, plays like, all that kind of stuff. And um, the more information I have on the more players, then the better. Myrtle Beach lost, but Jordan Wogu, one for two, two walks. Kevin Made, three for four, three RBIs. Yeah, we'll take it. Manuel Espinosa had a Manuel Espinosa sort of a start. And the Augusta Green Jackets won. Yeah, it's all right, whatever, no worries. Uh, Wyatt Short actually pitched really well. Darius Hill, leadoff home run, four walks, that'll work. Carlos Sepulveda, three walks, that'll work. Delvin's in, three for four. Yeah, you got it. That'll work. Um, Ethan Roberts, Kane Eckert, get those two guys to Iowa. Because then when they're pitching in Iowa, if they're doing well in Iowa, then people will say, hey, maybe these guys are actually good. Which is exactly why you have minor league teams. So people pay attention, notice, check things, run numbers, and say, hey, maybe these guys are good. And then if enough people think, hey, maybe these guys are good, then somebody will say, hey, why don't they call this guy up? And that's why we're here. Thanks for listening. It was a fun Sunday. It was a very busy, mentally taxing Sunday. But yeah, it was fun. And Brennan Davis didn't even play. It's fun. Brennan Davis didn't even play. Can you imagine that? How can that even happen? Um, no game, no, no full season games on Monday. There will be games on Tuesday. And there will be play, people in new places. And Caleb Killian... My guess, my guess, he starts on Monday or Tuesday. Monday or, tu- uh, I mean, Tuesday or Wednesday. Caleb Killian's probably going to start Tuesday or Wednesday. And my opinion, that's must listen. That's must listen because Caleb Killian is the best arm In the Tennessee rotation. There, I said it. Oh, by the way, on tw- Twitter, just before I popped on for one of my 74 podcasts today, just before I popped on for one of them, Cole Franklin had a tweet on Twitter, obviously. Something to the extent of, I'm about ready. Looked like he's pitching in a scrimmage game against a player. And if Cole Franklin says, I'm about ready, I'm thinking he's about ready. And if he can get in some innings, then possibly end up getting some more innings in the Arizona League, yeah, that would help. Because uh, you want to have players get some innings, and some is more than none. Hopefully he... (sighs) Hopefully he does okay. Hopefully he does okay. Hopefully he's ready soon. And hopefully he's good to go well into September and possibly even after that with the Arizona Fall League. Thanks for stopping by. B2.
be safe, be nice to others, and tomorrow's Monday already? I thought it was just Friday. Have a great day.